welcome to the whole equestrian podcast we're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness discussing topics related to mindset fitness nutrition and community our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses i'm emily hamill a five-star level eventer dedicated practitioner of yoga pilates and meditation personal development enthusiast and plant strong athlete and i am recording this episode at my home in chester county pennsylvania alongside my lovely and talented co-host. And that's me. I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional five-star groom and a mental toughness coach. Uh, I classify myself as a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation. I am a practitioner of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and also a doctoral student. Yeah, you are. I am. Killing that doctoral game. Coming to the end. Yep. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, welcome. And if you have, welcome back. As we said in our intro, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. And we do this by discussing topics related to our four pillars, which are mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. In our main episodes that we release one a month, we talk about goal setting, books, 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 the main topic, listener questions, and actionable advice. We've also released a few guest episodes, so be sure to check those out. And this month, we will be talking about taking a reality check. So on this podcast, we talk a lot about goals, motivation, striving, striving, striving. And this week, we're going to take a step back and kind of talk about what to do when reality hits in and things don't go according to our expectations. Um, So stay tuned for all of that advice. We're going to talk a little bit about our clinic that we did in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, how was that? I thought it was great. I had a, I had a good time. Uh, we had a good group of people at Tammy Rousseau's farm in Sheboygan and uh, some people that we had worked with before and then we also had some new people and it was a full day. You know, lots, lots of stuff, yoga, mindset matters, talk, um, a good lunch, some riding, mental toughness training, all the things, you know, you just pack it in. Yeah, I think that our clinics are really unique in the fact that you kind of get the off the ground, um, off the horse, off the ground, off the horse. We, we teach flying. Yes, we do. Off the ground. I mean, we could bring Alec in and, and incorporate that. that. Um, but no, yeah, so it's like, it's a good mix. You get Work outside of the saddle, which is what we preach about in this podcast. It's like you have to pay attention to everything that's affecting your life outside of the saddle to step into the saddle as your best self. So being able to actually like have a whole day just like dedicated to that is really awesome. Um, Emily's yoga is amazing. I feel really connected to my body after that. And yeah, I just have a lot of good things to say about our clinics because I have fun doing them. And I can feel the people. Feel the energy. Well, what I really like is everybody that shows up wants to improve, you know? And, like, I don't care what level you're at. If you bring a good attitude and, you know, you're all about learning and growing, like, I'm game, you know? And it's just nice to be surrounded by that kind of energy where it's truly a growth mindset. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, We'd love to get into more of that like with more clinics and so if that sparks your interest at all please feel free to reach out um, and hopefully we can get some more on the calendar absolutely uh emily how is everything going with your goals and tell me a little bit about your word for the year so my word is dynamic and again i'm just going to read the definition because it's helpful for me to like you know, like get in touch with it. Yeah. So positive and attitude and full of energy and new ideas. And I really feel like I've kind of embodied that this year, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm feeling very creative and, um, just energy wise. Like I feel like I'm kind of putting it in the direction that I want to. And it's been, it's been a good year. Um, a lot of work, but it's been a good year. So yeah. Try to stay positive and attitude yep, about that. So absolutely. Dynamic. Uh, and then as far as my goals go, 
as you guys know, if you've listened before, one of mine was to complete a five-star, did that. So now um, we're aiming and like gearing up our training for the Maryland five-star in the fall. So that will be exciting. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting because you kind of had that let down swing off yeah. of Kentucky so now you're kind of on the upswing towards preparing and I'm getting excited because it was weird after Kentucky it was just kind of like it was so far to the next big competition and I'm not just gonna like run Barry to run Barry you know so it was like a lot of downtime like you were saying and yeah so that that did feel weird but we just did our first competition back this past weekend he was great he's feeling ready to rock so it, it is fun to like have that excitement again and be working towards something I think that um one of the biggest takeaways I had from a book that we've I think both talked about on the show called The Power of Now um Elkar Tuckle, yeah. um was like how cyclical life is and like you can't just expect like everything to be a go and a high all the time um and and there was one chapter that I just like I can even picture where I was reading it now because like that's how influential it was because I'm always like oh you have to go prepare and like I think it's good that you almost had that like downtime to like reassess your priorities and your vision for the sport and I mean clearly you're coming out on the other side ready to gear up for the next one so yeah hopefully maybe we can get some of the letdown that comes at the end of it to transition a little bit better this time yeah Hopefully. Um, and then with my other goals, um, I have not been doing as well with my yoga teacher training as I wanted to, like just from a time perspective. You know um, what that is, Emily? What is that? A reality <laughs> check. It is a reality check. Like, I don't know, a 500 hour yoga teacher training takes a lot of effort. It's 500 500 hours. hours, Which is actually a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, So that's like, you know, almost two hours a day. That is kind of crazy when you think of like the, not that the 10,000 hour rule is like scientifically bound or anything, but the like pop culture of the 10,000 hour rule, you're doing like 500 is only like a fraction of the the 10,000 hour. So I'm way off being... um, an expert, because yeah. I have not come close to my 10,000 hours, but yoga is a lifelong journey, and um, I'm still, like, I'm learning a lot. I'm really finding enjoyment in it, but I think as far as getting, like, the certification, that's not going to come for a little bit, you know? Like, I feel like I've learned a lot, and I'm still, like, pursuing it, but it might be a later this year thing, or possibly next year maybe after Maryland like you can only focus on so many goals at once um and I think our episode today is pretty fitting for that and we'll chat more about that later Uh, and then my other goal actually I'm probably doing better than expected on that one is just like putting away some more money and planning for the future and saving and luckily I've been able to sell a couple horses this year and have some extra income from various of assorted things so I've been getting better at savings and kind of just makes you feel a little bit more secure about life so awesome yeah what about you um well my word of the year is thrive and I was actually listening to a podcast today uh that was like a spitfire listener question episode and one of the questions that was posed to the host of the podcast was when like what was the moment that the hosts realigned their lives and values so they could start stop living and start thriving? And I thought that was like a really impactful yeah. question. Um, and when when I listened to that, I kind of thought, as much as I think every time when I check in on this word, like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm thriving or I'm thriving to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've reached that point yet. I think I'm just living and like I haven't like really realigned everything so that I can start thriving um and part of it is just overloading the schedule Mm -hmm. so that I am constantly just like dabbling my toe into certain things and as much as I'm someone who's able to get it done I haven't reached that level of thrive yet 
um, which is actually part of a reflection that drove me to um, decide to just take my job from a freelance position uh, from the grooming side of it through next year because I'm about to be finished the coursework for my doctorate and I'm going to have to start a mentorship. And I just feel like that's something you can't do halfway. So I want to thrive. I want to feel like I can give the clients that I'm working with my full attention. I want to feel like I have control over my schedule to say, no, like I really need to focus on this person or like reading into this research and stuff like that. So that is a transition that I will be making next year. And I think it, um, will help me fulfill my goals to thrive. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Having that, like, autonomy, you know, yeah. and, like, being a little bit more in control of your life, I think, and your schedule and kind of, again, doing what's important and moving towards your values and priorities is definitely going to help you thrive. Helping people helps me thrive, exactly. too. So that Which will be is, yeah. absolutely perfect. Um, and then as, as far as my goals, I've already pretty much checked off my stretch goal and one of my goals to find a living situation outside of my work. So I'm just down to my jujitsu competition goal, which was to do an IBJJF tournament, mm-hmm. um, which like, it's kind of like doing a recognized show. You have to go through the process of like getting a registration. Okay. So I did like look at that form and then I looked at my schedule <laughs> and I looked at the tournaments and I was like, I honestly actually don't know if it's going to happen this year. Um, Maybe later in the year. Maybe later in the year. There's just not a ton going on in November. Like, the November stuff is usually, like, the championships. Right. Which I would have to qualify for at the other competitions. Um, Like, at the end of October, I can focus more. But I am going to a jiu-jitsu tournament this Saturday. It's just, like, a a local one. So it would be, like, a starter yeah, like I, I'm gonna go, schooling show. I'm gonna go a do a, a starter trial, yeah, and and okay. get my feet wet. But it's hard for me to find competitors at my level and weight class because they have like the women's is like one sixty five and up, so mm-hmm. that's where I am. And um, I've just been to a couple competitions where there hasn't really been anyone for me. So this this time there's definitely someone signed up in my weight class. Cool. So. That's exciting. I look forward to hearing how that goes. Hopefully well. All right. You know what time it is? Books, books, books! books. We definitely had to, like, watch each other to see when we were going to Probably our best delivery of books, 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 though. Maybe the best one. Um, So I am reading The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler. And... um, I was actually given this book by one of our listeners, Christian. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying the read. Um, it, yeah, it's basically just, you've actually talked about this book before on the podcast, but it's a peak performance primer. So it's basically kind of going through ways that you can reach peak performance and flow and all of that. So, which is always an interesting topic to me. Um, so, yeah, I'm not super far into the book, but so far I am enjoying it. And um, I did pull out one thing that was interesting, just because for some reason it, like, resonated with me a little bit. Um, so in this section of the book, they're talking about grit. And it says, without the grit to control your thoughts, the boredom and frustration that comes with every routine will quickly spiral downward. A great many peak performers eventually come to a very uncomfortable realization. They're doing exactly what they love, yet completely hating their life. This is a whole new level of difficult. If passion and purpose become a prison, petty frustration morphs into blind rage. It's the thing no one tells you about following your dreams. Sooner or later, you're going to follow them right off of a cliff. That sounds a little bit negative. That's but a little saying, dark there. It's a little dark, but we've talked about this before, right? Like, yeah. I think some people don't understand, like, what it takes to reach the highest level. And, um, you know, it's all, not all rainbows and butterflies. But, you know, on a positive note, they tell you how to work through that. But I just thought that, that like, to me, I was like, okay, so I'm not alone. You know, like, sometimes you're going to feel like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is, even though you love it, like... I wouldn't want to do anything else. At times, you're like, 
why am I doing this? You well, know? and I think one one of your trainers, Lillian, always says like, you know, it's still a job. Yeah. And I think that's important to recognize that like, you know, you get these starry eyed kids that come into the horse industry and they're like, oh, you know, like it's so even the adult amateurs are like, oh, my God, like I, I wish I had your life. And it's <laughs> like, like it's still a job. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, we are lucky that we get to do something that we love, but... But it's still a job. It's still a job. <laughs> this is very true. So, what about you? What do you have going on on your bookshelf? Um, so, I perused 10% Happier by Dan Harris, and the subline was, How I Tamed the Voice in My Head, Reduced Stress Without Losing My Edge, and Found Self-Help That Actually Works. A True Story. Um, and I actually found out while I was Googling this that this is the same author of Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. Which, yeah. Which is a fan favorite of yours, yes, right? Yes, I really liked that. I was like, have I read this book? But I haven't. I've read the You've other You've read one. by Dan Harris. Yeah, I didn't okay. realize that it was by him. But yeah. this book is about his journey towards finding meditation. Okay. I think the book that you read is more of like a how-to. Right. And this book is like what drew him to find stillness and find meditation, which includes like an over addiction to work. Uh, he was addicted to cocaine at one point. Um, and he also, he was, he's like a reporter. So, um, he basically got diagnosed with like dependency to the adrenaline of war zone reporting after he went like overseas during war times. And he was like, it was like such a crash right. afterwards that there was like major depression from it and stuff like that. Um, and it's actually really interesting. I definitely recommend it because, you know, you can read a million how-to books about meditation and its benefits for you. But if you don't have an understanding of like the circumstances and the why that draws you there, yeah. and also like you don't have to be perfect to meditate like you're someone who is like completely skeptical about it and basically had like kind of a rocky life and then came to to find stillness in meditation yeah um slight side note on this do you have that book did i give that to you or i think maxine preston if you're listening i think i gave you that book the meditation for fidgety skeptics because i was like i had that book you know how it goes. Like, you just, like, are like, here, you need to read this. And then you forget where all of your books are. Well, so. when I when I asked Emily for one of my books, she, I was like, do you still have the Four Noble Truths? And she's like, oh, no, I gave it to another person. <laughs> I gave it to somebody else. I still don't have the book. It's fine. Like, I'm great. Like, I yeah, love sharing. Good. That's part of why sharing I like having knowledge. paperback books, like, versus a Kindle e-reader or yeah. something. Because you can, like, physically hand it to someone and be like, you need this in your life. Right. But sometimes I'm like, I need to stamp my books. Like, please return. <laughs> please return to, to Emily, Emily Hamill. Hamill at this address. I have like a pretty good memory. Like I, as you're saying that, I can think like Ashling has um, little girls in pretty boxes, and God, I, I can just like yeah, visualize where know. the books are. Yeah, I don't store that in my memory, but. Anyway, what else are you reading? Um, another book that I found was like The Mental Toughness Advantage by Douglas, oh my god, Com- Comstock? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Comstock. Douglas Comstock. Um, and this was a completely like short and sweet refresher on mental toughness. Um, really concise. Definitely recommend it for anyone who's interested in mental toughness but doesn't want to commit to like a large science heavy book. It's just like a breakdown of mental toughness that's like applicable and relatable and I don't know. I listen to it because like obviously I'm a mental toughness coach so it it was an audiobook and it was like two hours long. Oh that's perfect. I feel like that would appeal to a lot of people. So that's like a long podcast right? Yeah yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, I think it's time to jump into our main topic, which, as you guys have heard, is reality check. So, Tyler, why don't you start us off here? All right. So I was doing some just Googling about expectations. Googling. I Research, I should say. <laughs> that uh, sounds more proper. Yes. I was doing some scientific, empirically-based research about, you know, just kind of 
getting off track, not meeting expectations, and like kind of the idea that life circumstances are getting in the way of what you want to achieve. Um, and our good friend, Brene Brown. Uh, <laughs> our personal friend. Our personal friend. I wish. I Maybe wish. someday. Um, you know, we've talked about her before on the show. She's amazing. If you haven't heard of her, go look at her. Look her up. Listen to her work. Read her work. It's fantastic. Um, but I read something where she she suggests that you wake up and say, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. Um, which I think is just super powerful and kind of what we're getting at with this episode today. Like we always talk about setting goals, striving towards being better. We set higher standards for ourselves. We even like dedicated a whole podcast episode to that, um, which side note, thanks again to Libby from Higher uh, Standards Leather Care for sponsoring that episode. But again, sometimes we miss our mark. We fail to meet our expectations. We you know, we're going to, today's the day we're going to start doing better. Today's the day we're going to commit to the goal. And it just doesn't happen. And I know Emily and I have kind of been struggling a bit. And we apologize to our whole equestrian fans because we made a commitment uh, to stay on top of our social media and to release once a month uh, episodes. And, and we missed July. Like, that's the first time we've missed an episode. In, what, two years? Two plus years. Two plus yeah. years. So, sorry guys, but we are human. Yeah. <laughs> we are human. So. And I think, like, what's really important to remember in these times is, like, your mission and your values. Because, obviously, we started the whole equestrian for no other reason than because we wanted to help people. Like, we were really passionate about these topics. We thought that people in the equestrian industry just, like, don't pay attention enough to themselves. Like it's all about the horse always, all the time. And like horses are great, love them, want them to be part of my lives. But like, I also have the respect for myself to say like, no, I need to take care of me too. And, you know, the reality check is, you know, we have wonderful, adoring fans. It's harder to build a following around health and wellness than it is to do like this Facebook page came up on my feed called Shit Eventers Unite. Right. And 70,000 people were like following the page or more than that. And it's like, it's funny. There's like American, America's Funniest Home Videos is like that, right? Yeah. Like it's like, it's funny to see people fail and like it's not as popular to say, oh, like how can we better ourselves today? Um, but I think like, that's part of the reason we've maybe like lost some of the momentum and yeah. are hoping to gain some traction back. Right. Do you think I um, misspoke there at all? No, I mean, I don't think we should blame this all on shit eventers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, it's a little bit harder to get like people on board about self improvement. Like, it's easier to. To go for um, entertainment value. Yep. And like we try to provide entertainment, but you know, self improvement is more of a serious thing. Like it's, you know, you can make it fun, but um, I don't know exactly where we're going with this. No, but the I point think, is, I think is it's like mental health is becoming more popular, and you'll get the post that's like, oh, like this person was really vulnerable about their mental health and like it's popular whatever but again like the reality of the situation is when people realize what it takes to be a happy and healthy individual they're often going to turn the other way because it's a lot of work it is a lot of work and you have to commit to it um and you're gonna make progress and then you're gonna completely fall down a hole and i think i don't know it feels maybe like we've fallen down a hole a little bit if we're being vulnerable and honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had some kind of things rock our world a little bit um, lately. I guess um, it's a little bit hard to talk about, but we lost a friend, Annie Goodwin, um, a couple weeks ago. And uh, she was just this amazing horsewoman and inventor, and it kind of rocked our world and um, just our 
deepest condolences go out to all of her friends and family, but it just kind of made us take a step back and think about some things in general. I mean, it's hard not to um, just reassess life and also check in with your values and your direction that you're taking in life and all of that. So I don't know if you have anything. Yeah, I mean, I think that just kind of ties into um, a point that we'd like to make about being honest with your current situation. Um, When you're kind of showing empathy for for someone, you always make the consideration, oh, like you never know what is going on in that person's life. Or, you know, if you you don't think that way, you should. Um, And, you know, always choose kindness first. And I think it's easier to do that with other people than it is to do with ourselves. Um, you know, easier to sweep the emotions under the rug, ignore how we're feeling. We have an obligation to ourselves to kind of just like keep moving forward. And so we don't have that, oh, like, you know, maybe be kind to this person. They don't, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. And, um, you know, we don't often grant ourselves that same kindness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of the reality check is we need to be honest about our current situation, which, again, is hard work. It's hard to do. Yep. Um, so, but I think it is important to every once in a while check in with yourself. Like, you know, take a moment, take a piece of paper and a pen, write stuff down or say something out loud or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. Just think it doesn't really matter. But I think it's important that you... Um, kind of take that assessment, you know, what's happening in my life right now, like, how's work going, my relationships, um, for you, like, school, or, you know, yeah, and I um, think it's, like, your health and all of that. It's, it's interesting, because, like, I, for over a year, um, was struggling with this strange rash on my face that, blew up mostly around horse shows and I was in such denial that it could be caused by stress because like it would happen and I'd be like I'm not stressed but like clearly (laughs) I was was stressed out and and there are like physical manifestations of um situations like these where it's like okay I just want to chug forward and like check off my goals and my list and it's easy to say I'm not stressed I'm not stressed but to really, like, have that reality check and check in with what's actually going on. It's like, okay, I'm a full-time doctoral student trying to groom full-time, like, getting straight A's, balancing my friendships, like, starting a relationship. Yeah. Anyone would think that that's a lot. And for me, I'm like, oh, no, I should just be able to maintain yeah. this. I should be able to do it. I should, heck, I should be able to do more, right? I should be able to do it and maintain my positive yeah. bubbly attitude because that's who I am. And I should be able to run five miles today, too. Like, no yeah. problem. Because I trained for a half marathon while I was crossfitting every day and it, being a vet tech and I'd read a book in one day. Like, I'm like, I have this, this standard of what I can achieve in a day. And then all of a sudden, once I have a day that, like, doesn't live up to those expectations, I just completely, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not good enough. Like, right. what's wrong with me? I should be better than this. I should be able to write this essay right now. And I think I found a lot more compassion, like, in recent times, which is been really good for the stress rash of like knowing when I'm just not into it like I'll start homework and I'm like my brain feels foggy I'm tired I've already done a lot today yeah I can go to sleep now wake up early tomorrow and like have a fresh start in the morning and I think that's a good mindset to have it's hard to have especially when you're like this type a achiever um because I struggle with that as well but sometimes yeah it is like checking in physically like how are you feeling like sometimes you just need to put something off until you're like mentally or physically better able to handle the situation um yeah and I mean like even something as simple as how much sleep you're getting like there are scientific studies that say if you're getting less than six hours of sleep it does things to you like mentally physically emotionally and so if you know that you haven't gotten six hours of sleep like find a way to sleep more or find a way to 
not stress yourself out so much. And I actually um, just got a fitness tracker called Whoop that's really interesting because it it's basically tracking my sleep, my strain, and my recovery. So obviously the number of hours I sleep a night, the cardiovascular load that I take throughout the day, like how much is my heart rate getting up and like how hard is my heart working and like how recovered am I to take that on and that's all like about heart rate variability Mm -hmm. and it's interesting insights of okay like I worked really hard today but I got a really good night's sleep so it will tell you like your body's primed for you know so much work today but then if you don't get good sleep or you don't get quality sleep or you know things can affect your recovery like eating late at night or doing you know certain different habits it actually really interesting insight it told me that I uh, have like way better recovery. It, it asks you like a questionnaire at the beginning of every morning. Like, did you feel a sense of purpose? Were you irritated today? And I have much higher recoveries on the nights that I, or on the days I say I felt a sense of purpose. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense based on everything we talk about here yeah, but like exactly. there's a scientific band on my wrist telling me that you right. should feel purpose in your life so it's not just like woo woo stuff yeah you know? yeah there's exactly scientific backing so that was a bit of a tangent but i think it's all applicable it's, it to the topic applicable. hopefully you guys found that somewhat educational slash entertaining we'll see um so yeah and i think So being honest about your situation is important. And then, like, once you've done that, taking responsibility for that. You know, without real judgment, but just, like, accepting, you know, if things aren't going your way, well, you are the captain of your own ship. So, like, it's your job to steer the ship in the direction that you want. Yeah, Um, and people are so easily prone to blame shifting like it's so easy to unload your problems on someone else or something else else or some circumstance that made it like not not happen but I always think of this um high performer who said like you know life's always about making sacrifices if I'm not learning Spanish it might be because I'm spending time with my family, but I'm not going to sit there spending time with my family thinking like, oh, I could be learning Spanish right now, right? Like, you are in charge. Like, you have to take ownership of the schedule as long as you have that compassion part of it. Um, Because to just completely go guns a-blazing, like, I can do this all the time. Again, we've talked about burnout before on this show. We've talked about, like, the dangers of overworking and... I think it's, we've talked about balance. I think it's the yeah. idea of balance. Um, but, you know, with that idea of balance, there's actually no such thing as true balance, right? It's right. an intentional imbalance because you can't, like, you just can't keep everything equally balanced. So if this you, whole episode is an enigma, but right. that's okay because life is an enigma. Exactly. So it all it all works out. But, again, it's you know, prioritizing the things that are important to you and being okay with maybe spending a little bit more of your time with that and a little less time on the things that you deem as less important. Yeah. On your priority totem pole. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, all right, so. So, anyways, the compassion part. Let's, let's expand a little bit about... Mm-hmm self-compassion because it's not just like being nice to yourself and I actually found a definition by psychologist Christina Neff who I guess was like a part of conceptualizing this idea of self-compassion like in terms of a research perspective so you know obviously testing here's people that show themselves self-compassion against the here's are people who don't show themselves compassion show themselves self-compassion that's a lot of s's in there um but the definition is being kind and understanding towards oneself in instances of pain or failure rather than being harshly self-critical 
perceiving one's experiences as part of the larger human experience and holding painful thoughts and feelings in mindful awareness rather than over-identifying with them. Just because we didn't record our July episode doesn't mean that we're bad podcasters. Just because I had a day that I eat pizza doesn't mean I'm not interested in my health and nutrition. Like, just because... I skipped the gym and watched a movie instead doesn't mean I'm lazy. That's what over-identifying with circumstances. Now, you have to monitor yourself because if you then eat pizza and watch movies every night, that's probably a discipline issue. Right. But But for those occasional one-offs, you know, like there's been some days recently where I'm like, I need to take my dressage seriously. And I'm like, wait. I actually just can only handle a half that berry today. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, and that's okay. Just don't overdo it, right? Well, and I think it's important to, like, realize how much your goals um, tie into this conversation as well. Like, if I work with an adult amateur client who tells me their goal is to have fun and that they're so stressed out about their goal that they're reaching towards, they're not having any fun, then I'm going to tell them to take a step back and take a half day and, like, take a trail ride with a friend go through a creek or something, have fun. But if you're someone that comes to me that says, no, my only goal is like performing really well at X competition, then we're going to need to focus on a schedule. We're going to have to have self-compassion when our performance isn't where it needs to be, realizing that we're trying hard. But I mean, obviously mentally, if those performers need a break as well, that's an aspect. But I wouldn't be like, ah, yeah, you're having trouble with dressage. Maybe let's just not work on that right now. Like that's a, but if, if you're so frustrated with it and your goal is to have fun, great. Don't do dressage right now. Like take a break. Yeah. Have a hack. Go, go do dressage when you feel like it. High performers can't just do things when they feel like it, but they can, you know, have the self-compassion aspect still. Does that make sense? So the one day where I was like, I can't do dressage, I'm just going to hack, is okay. That is okay. I'm still a high performer. But you also, it's not like the day before your test at Kentucky, right? right? It was like in June, (laughs) July, when I'm like, I have no competitions to look forward to. I don't want to do dressage today. (laughs) That's, you know, totally fine. (laughs) So self-compassion. It's okay not to be perfect all the time, right? That is the bottom line of Mm self-compassion. Yeah. I also like to use this fun analogy that one of my childhood instructors told me, um, and I always share it at our clinics because I just think it's great. So if you come to our clinic, you'll hear this again. Um, But she always told me that riding is like holding a vase full of water that has 11 holes in it and you're just trying to keep all the water in the vase but obviously you only have 10 fingers and then you go to try to like plug the leak and another leak springs on the hole your finger just left (laughs) just a disaster right like and if you work on one thing like you're oftentimes letting go of something else and that doesn't mean you won't circle back to it and it doesn't mean that you're a failure it just means that like you simply can't do all the things all the time. All the, just all the things. You can't do all the things. You can't do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It's hard to keep everything in line. I but I, I think you like that analogy. I think yeah. life is like that too. Like I think life I is like holding a vase full of water, and there's just. And I like the letting go part of it too. Yeah. Like a lot of times, it's like you just have to let go. Some water's gonna spill out. That's okay. It's okay. Just keep going. I'll circle back. Yeah. We'll come back. Clean that spill up later. <laughs> so Emily, tell me. How do we move forward from kind of these like tensiony parts of we're not quite happy with what we're doing performance wise or you know we set an expectation for ourselves and we're not quite living up to it? Uh well, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but it's it's about really figuring out what you want to prioritize mm-hmm. and then again, I mentioned intentional imbalance so everybody talks about wanting to be 
more imbalanced with their life, but living perfectly balanced is like honestly a myth. It's not feasible. You can't excel at everything equally. And if, say, you want to ride successfully at the FBI level, you're going to have to invest more time into the sport, which that time is inevitably going to be like taken away from something else. And so you have to like be okay with that because that's at least intentional, right? Like it's towards a purpose, it's towards a goal, it's towards something you want. So, um, the important tagline of which we've said before on an episode, you can have anything that you want, but you can't have everything that you want. Yes, I think that is a really good reminder. Like for, I don't know who that doesn't apply to, you know? So, um, and also I just think that time is our most valuable resource and how you choose to use it has a huge impact on your life. So it is, um, it's just important to check in and make sure that what you're spending your time on aligns with your goals and values. Is this, is this <laughs> note about the sport of I was, curling? I was like, <laughs> so I was going to say, look- like, you could use it, you could use your time any way you want. Like, you could curl, right? But, like, if you're curling, you're probably not listening to our podcast, chances are. But, like, you can do whatever you want with your time. I hope they're not no listening to our podcast. Right it, answer. It sounds like you're talking down on curlers. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying, like, if you want to take up curling, like, cool. If that's how you want to spend your time, that's great. I mean, some people love curling. Give I'm, ma- just, I'm just saying, like, there's no judgment. If that's how you want to spend your time... That's what you should spend your time doing. Did you see the Facebook post today that Dom Schramm made about, like, he says, if eventing was just gone tomorrow, like, it's not a sport, it doesn't exist tomorrow. Yeah. Like, what would you do? How would you feel? Would you be relieved? Would you be distraught? And it was actually really interesting reading, like, the answers. Um, Oh, I bet. Was there a lot of responses? Yeah, I mean, like, someone was like, "Uh, I'd go, like, be a bartender at a beach bodega which like sounds pretty nice but then most people were like i'd fox hunt or i'd do dressage or i'd show jump like horses have to be a part of my life yeah that is interesting i said that i would offer my sports psychology services to all the eventers who now have an identity crisis on their hands i love that that's perfect which is like a true thing that we talk about in sports psychology like it is hard to walk down from like a competitive career that's part of your identity and then do something else but we've gone on a lot of tangents on this episode so basically to sum up reality check you need to be honest about your current situation take responsibility cultivate self-compassion and figure out how you want to move forward I think that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so listener questions. We did not reach out to our listeners about questions for this month because... We're just slacking. This is our reality check, you know? So instead of answering questions, we will be asking the question um, on the whole Equestrian Community Facebook page, and that question is, what are some ways that you deal with unmet goals and expectations? So... If you want to be a part of the conversation, join our free Facebook community page. Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no, I just really love our listeners. I know, so come and join the conversation. And I'm sorry to anyone that we disappointed with our lack of direction and focus over the last month. But we're back. We're back. We're back. And that's uh, that's Full another force. point to make is like, you know, just because you've messed up doesn't mean you can't get back to where you yeah, are. Yeah, get back on that pony. That's like know? dieting, dis- discipline, waking up early, like anything. Like if yeah. you get off track, you can get back on. You just have to create a habit. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. So um, actionable advice for the month. We encourage you to do like a journaling exercise or you can talk through it out loud next time you're alone. This is one of my favorite things. I do it when I'm driving by myself sometimes. Like You've I'll told cast. me about how you talk to yourself before. We've, we've addressed how. <laughs> we've talked. 
you know, you're like your own shrink, basically, right? Like, you're talking out your problems. I sound a little bit crazy, but I'm telling you people. Can you give me an example of what you've, like, asked yourself? Um, do you ask yourself questions? I, I do. Like, if I'm, like, feeling a certain way, um, I ask. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And then I just let myself go. Yeah. And talk. And then you're like, wow, you're uncovering all this stuff. And you're like, wow. You know, like, if you just kind of free flow talk all of a sudden you're like where did that come from like it just comes up from the depths and you're like i understand okay so if i haven't lost you guys at this point i'm not crazy um we try not to be too woo woo on here i know but apparently i'm i may be crossing that line um but this kind of reminds me there's this episode on grace and frankie have you watched that show? I have. It's, I don't I love have any time to watch TV. I don't typically, but it's like 20-minute episodes. Okay. So, like, at the end of the day, if I'm like, I am tired, I just need some mindless TV, Grace and Frankie is one of my go-tos. Uh, but anyways, on this episode, uh, Frankie was telling Grace how, like, she should, like, Grace was having this relationship problem, and she's like, oh, you should just vlog about it, so, like, a video blog, and she's like, you don't have to, like, put it out there, just, like, set up your camera, and, like, start recording, talk to yourself about what's going on, it's just reminded me of, like, me in the car, but anyway, like, Grace starts doing this, she's like, this is stupid, and she's, like, recording herself, and then all of a sudden, something came out of her that she was like, where did that come from? And it solved her relationship problem all by vlogging. Should we add a vlog to the holoquestrian.com of you should. talking to yourself? I don't know about that. It's kind of personal. <laughs> but <laughs> you have to be vulnerable I, to be a, okay. a podcaster, all right. right? All right. Well, we maybe, talk about our goals and stuff like that. Maybe me. I will at some point put one out there. Instead of my blog, I will do a vlog. I want to do a vlog. Okay, this might be a new thing. So anyway, back to the actionable advice. That was a big tangent. Our questions for you are, what area in your life do you feel you give the most to? And then, based on that answer, is that area going in the direction you want? Why or why not? Okay, and then what are you willing to invest, that could be time, effort, money, in this area to get it to the place where you want it to be and I think that's an important thing like kind of you know assessing where you are and then like what are you willing to get it to the the place where you need it to be right and then doing that in the the reverse so like what area do you feel like you give the least to you know is it going in the direction you want why and then what are you willing to invest or not invest to for that I think that can be a very good um self-exploration yeah and I think that's helpful like as much as we've talked about taking a reality check having self-compassion like we do still need to set goals like just as humans like we we derive purpose from moving forward Mm -hmm. and I think the scariest thing that you can think about uh five years down from the road is being in exactly the same spot that you are right now yeah. Um, we are made to grow and learn and change our opinions. And to do that, we need to challenge our thoughts and challenge our opinions and, you know, find friends that push us to do things that are out of our comfort zone, try new things um, all the time, or we're just going to be stuck in this blame shifting, making excuses like, you know, not taking responsibility for why we've fallen off the tracks. Exactly. So on that note, what's next for the whole equestrian, Tyler? Like we said in the beginning of the episode, we would love to get more clinics on our schedule. So if you're interested, we can get you more info. We've got um, really nice workups of what a whole equestrian clinic looks like and the cost of hosting one at your farm and the cost for the individuals, like, we've got a really fantastic business model breakdown now. We do. So several, like, basically kind of two options. Options, yeah. So if you so. want to have us out for one day and, like, you're close enough to make one day of travel easy and accessible and worth it, like, that's mm-hmm. great. And if you're all the way across the country, we love our Midwestern fans, we can 
find a two-day clinic uh, situation there and uh, be able to fly out for that. Um, we also would love to have more experts on our show that tie into our four pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. We have a couple of ideas in the books for the future, near future, um, about some stuff. I actually, we missed an opportunity while we were in Wisconsin. We just ended up being busy with, um, whole equestrian clinic stuff, but Emily's mom actually does a lot with therapeutic riding. And I think it would be really cool to do an episode of just, like, the healing power of horses. So if that's something that you're interested in, push us a little bit and we'll get it together. We'll we'll do it. Um, And if you'd like to sponsor an episode, email us at thewholeequestrian at gmail.com. You can email us about anything. Um, And, again, we kind of announced this on the last podcast, but we do have a new sponsor coming soon. Um, that hopefully we'll get together for September. Yep, and uh, a fun episode surrounding what they have to offer. Which is always exciting. I love tying our topic of the episode into our sponsor. It makes it really fun. So that's if you have like any sort of equestrian or wellness platform, um, not only can you just like sponsor an episode and like get a shout out at the beginning, like we will literally dedicate an episode to you and find a way to tie your product into an entire conversation about the equestrian industry, health, wellness, mindset, fitness, nutrition, community. Anything that aligns with our pillars. So we would love to hear from you and collaborate because that's what's good for everybody. That's right? what we're all about. So, uh, we hope this encouraged you to check in with yourself and your current reality. Maybe it even gave you the permission slip you needed to show yourself some kindness and compassion. As always, we love to hear your feedback. Please check us out on social media. Make sure you're subscribed to all our pages. If you want to take it one step further and give us a five-star review or review on our Facebook page, even better. I guess it doesn't have to be five-star. Tell us how you feel. Yeah. You know, we want real reviews, so. Yeah. Anyway, share it with a friend, anything. Yeah, honestly, that's, like, the easiest way you can help us out is, like, tell someone about the podcast and, like, show them on their podcast app. Be like, it's right here. It's right on Spotify. It's right on Apple Podcasts. It's so easy to access. you want it to be. So. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride. The whole equestrian, the slim shady baby, bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, community. Wow, that was something.